Welcome to the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast, where they discuss anything football, everything football. This podcast is brought to you by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Craving for party treats like cakes and cookies in Subang Jaya? Visit starshot.bakery on Instagram. Or would you like tiramisu in Singapore? Visit misuboy.sg on Instagram as well. Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Football Universe Podcast. Once again with me are my co-hosts, Stephen Chang and Uri Sharma. Hi, thanks for having me. Hello. And Stephen is back after watching the Liverpool, after missing our previous podcast due to watching the Liverpool Friendly last week. <laughs> so, um, appropriately, we have, we, this episode we'll be talking about Liverpool, Liverpool's pre-season, Liverpool's uh, transfer signings and uh, Stephen's hopes and dreams for this season with Liverpool. Uh, what does he think Liverpool can achieve and so on. Without any delay, Stephen, I'll jump into the first question to ask you. Uh, so my first question is, uh, Liverpool have just signed three new players, Fabio Cavallo, Kevin Ramsey, and of course the biggest profile signing, which is Darwin Nunes from Benfica. Could you just introduce our listeners to these three signings and what they bring to this Liverpool squad? Straight away with the heavy <laughs> question that we are started light, like how was the friendly, how are you? No, no, Sorry. that will come later. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Stephen, go ahead. Okay, I'll, I'll start out with Kevin Ramsey first. Um, Kevin Ramsey was uh, sorry, uh, was a uh, right back for, for for Aberdeen Football Club in the Scottish Premiership. Um, he's eighteen years old, and nothing is like 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 before this. Nobody know much about him, including um me myself. Um, he's he's quite young like, in a sense. So I think Jurgen Klopp signed him in as uh, as a backup to. Trent Alexander Arnold. Uh, now that um, Nicole Williams has left for uh, Nottingham Forest, yeah, um, a good profit there, by the way. So, so yeah, he signed the backup, and and videos or rumors has it that he is his playing style is similar to that of uh, Trent. Um, love to attack. Okay, I love to dribble. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, like nowadays. One of the prerequisites for left or right back is that you have to know how to attack, you have to know how to cross the ball. So uh, apparently he's he's good at that. Yeah. So that's all we know so far for, about Kelvin Ramsey. For the hopes about this season, um probably he'll g- get a game or two um in the league cup. But other than that, I, I think I think he he will mostly be Involved in the under 23s, under 21s, uh, the reserve game, I feel. Um, given the fact that um, our fourth choice centre defender, Joe Gomez, can also play right back. Yeah, so I think most of the time, um, Gomez will uh, uh, be, be Trent's deputy right back uh, for Premier League and Champions League matches. Um, moving on to the second signing from England is Fabio Carvalho. I didn't say Capello. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Fabio Carvalho from Fulham. Okay. So we um, um we we actually scouted this 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 player from since last season. 
But then I think I think there's some uh, negotiation that dragged on until the last day, and then in the end, Liverpool did not make it in time to um, finish the the paperwork, and thus it, it got it got dragged on to this season, like. Um, but nonetheless, after watching the preseason game, I think I've been telling Arjun, she is one that you should consider to put inside your FPL squad. Um, Pablo Carvalho is 19 years old. He had um, two years at Fulham. Okay. So he actually uh, uh, came up through the ranks of England youth team, but now he is playing for Portugal. Portugal are under 21s. Yeah. So his, his, I think his best position is the Coutinho position, the number 10 row, right behind the striker. Yeah. So some of the Liverpool fans or some of the pundits is actually um, labeling him as mini Coutinho. Uh, since he's only 19. So we shall see. But um, early, early signs are promising that he can uh, perform well especially with Harvey Elliott, these two youngsters. Um, so I'm quite excited to see uh, what he brings to the table. And probably like last season, uh, he can, you know, like, like last season when Klopp started Harvey Elliott in, the, in his starting 11 up until uh, he unfortunately got injured. So we, we shall see whether Pablo Cavallo can, you know, can, can, can start, uh, start our Premier League matches as well. Yeah, so that's for the second signing. For the third signing, which is the big money signing, <laughs> um, Darwin Nunes. Okay. Uh, many fans have labelled him a flop after 51 minutes against MU and, and Crystal Palace in Singapore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless, he, he, did, he did miss quite a few uh, shocking chances. I mean, like uh, the game against MU, he missed um, I think almost point blank range. He just he, he skied it over the bar. Um, the second match against Palace, he missed kick. That's one. Um, the second one, I think Thiago fed him a high ball and then he cleared it away out of the Crystal Palace box. But fortunately, uh, and surprisingly, to be honest, surprisingly, he scored four against um, RB Leipzig. So, but to be honest, I feel... I feel that, 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 that the first goal that he scored, um, the penalty was very fortunate. Uh, the goalkeeper got a hand to it, but it was too strong. Actually went into the net. So I think that was fortunate, but uh, it gave him the confidence to, to, to build on. Uh. So hopefully he can build, uh, build on from this game where he scored four goals. And I look forward to seeing him playing next week against City in the community shoot. Um, I think he is the first striker that Jurgen Klopp signed that has a different playing style as compared to the previous strikers that Jurgen Klopp has signed before. Um, compared to Ovino, compared to Jota, compared to Mani, compared to Diaz, um, he is the first, uh, I would say, tall and physical striker that we have since. Um, Ricky Lambert, yeah, but, but, but the news is that Klopp, Klopp is very um, confident in his ability, his dribbling and his ability to, 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 to press, not only his ability, uh, area ability, but then his ability, his um, dribbling ability and his ability to press as well, um, uh, to do the high press, 
Jurgen Klopp wants. So we shall see, but the signs are promising after the four goals against the um, Yeah, that's about it, Arjun. Yeah, so very interesting analysis of uh, Liverpool's new signings. Um, of course, uh, we didn't talk about Liverpool's outgoings as well, such as Sadio Mane. Um, uh, who else went out? I think that was the uh, defender. Yeah, Liverpool already. Takumi Minamino. Takumi Minamino, who was Liverpool's top scorer for the FA Cup run when <laughs> it won. Um, do you think, Stephen, that uh, these players are going to be a huge miss to Liverpool? And will this be the reason why Liverpool can't uh, cause a similar title challenge the, the, like the one they did in 2021 2022 season? My answer will be no. My answer will be no because. Um, in, in a sense, I feel that Jurgen Klopp did replace them. In a sense, we, we plan to sign Diaz uh, this summer. But then, you know, Tottenham did something last January and then we had to move forward the signing of Diaz. So, Diaz was, um, if, you, if you look at the grand picture, Diaz is here to replace Mane. Um, Nunes is to replace Origi. And, and the attacking midfielder... Cavalio is to replace uh, Minamino. But then I, I feel that Minamino's contribution last season was minimal. Even though he is our top scorer in the cup competition, but then that's because he, he got his chance to play. So, so, so he, he, he could contribute in that, in that way, like in that sense. Like. In a sense, no. But what I, what I do worry about is whether how fast Nunes can adapt to the Premier League. And... And I think Arjun asked me this question a lot of times before, whether if I were to, if Liverpool had to sell either Mane or Salah, who would I choose? I feel that Mane is more crucial to Liverpool's attack. Um, um, the, 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 the threat he posed, um, his dribbling skills, I feel, I feel his dribbling skills is better than Salah. Um, Speed-wise, I feel Salah is a bit faster. But then Mane's dribbling is much better. And he is much, he is much more agile, I feel. Even though Salah beat him at speed, but um, his change of pace, change of direction is much better. So in the sense, in a sense, hopefully Nunes can 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 replace that money, the 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 gap that money has left behind. Uh, thank you. Uh, Arjun? Yeah. So uh, coming back to Nunes as well, I think when we spoke earlier, you told me that your first choice front three to start the season would be Salah, Firmino and Diaz. Given that uh, Liverpool just signed Nunes for such a big fee, uh, would you not throw him in right away, given that he has also scored four goals in the preseason match? Um... um I think I wouldn't throw him in right away. Uh, I mean, like um, this season, we have we have our big players in quite early, um, as there are no major tournaments over the over the uh, summer. So we have Firmino, Mane, uh, sorry, Firmino, Salah, and Diaz back training with us, and even travel to the Far East uh, with the with the club. Uh, quite early on in the season, so so with a full preseason behind them, I still I will still go for the familiar uh, front three that is Salah, Diaz, and Firmino. Uh, probably when we have already wrapped up the victory against 
uh, Fulham and there's no pressure to score, um, then only I'll sub in Nunes, you know, uh, because I, I think that this, um, I think he is somebody who, who, who needs protection in the sense that you see that once the limelight is on him, he, he kind of fluff his line. But whereas when they, they went back to Europe, you know, they have a, they have a little bit of training and then they go back to their own environment to, to, to play and then he start to score. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll give him a bit of protection first before throwing him straight from the start. Okay, very, very. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Never mind, very interesting, Stephen, um, your analysis. Um, is this then boiled down to the mentality of the player not being able to cope up with the pressure? Because at the end of the day, I understand these are world-class human beings and like the most expensive human beings. <laughs> and uh, they come with a huge price tag, of course. Um, and when it comes with a huge price tag, it automatically puts the pressure on you. Do you think if he was to develop the Jurgen Klopp mentality over time and understand that what he's playing for is the team rather than playing for himself, he would be a better player? Um... I hope I hope he understands that. Um, of course, I think the players that Jurgen Klopp signed, uh, none of them has the personality that um, it's all about the player and not about the club. Um, so, um, so, 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 I mean, like we won't see Jurgen Klopp signing. No offense, but you we won't see Jurgen Klopp signing players like Ronaldo, uh, um, who who sometimes prioritize himself over the club. Um, um, yeah, I think I think your club signs team player and and to answer your question whether or not um sorry your question was whether or not they will yeah um so my question primarily boils down to um I'm sure he's having some sort of uh issues with regards to his uh, mentality being one of the you know most expensive players Liverpool assigned yada 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 so on and so forth but um. Do you think if he was to put that aside and understand the club's philosophy of this is the team and not you, do you think he'll be a better player and do you think that he will be uh, a force to reckon with throughout the season? <clears throat> yes, I do. I, I, I do think that, I mean, like, um, the preseason, the limelight has firmly always been on him uh, because he is a big money signing. And I feel even... Even with the announcement of Salah extending his contract, did not take the limelight away from him. So hopefully, um, um, once the season started, maybe Salah starts scoring, then um, people are start looking at Salah again. Then hopefully that that takes the pressure off Nunes to to to, to contribute lah. But then again, I feel it is it is normal for players to. I feel it is a learning curve that every player has to go through. Um, Klopp has a. Uh, um, tendency to protect players and ease them into the club. Um, we have we have the case of Fabinho <clears throat> not starting until um, middle of the season. We have the case of Robertson doing the same as well. Uh, him doing the same to Robertson as well. So, um, um, yeah, I think club will will know how to manage Nunes and hopefully hopefully he will come good in the end. 
Okay, great. Thank you, Arjun. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, once, once again, it seems like uh, the price tag of the player seems to give quite a lot of pressure uh, to the player. I think we've seen the likes of uh, Jack Grealish at Man City, um, who ha hasn't really hit the heights that the fans would have expected him to. And I guess also at United, you see Harry Maguire, uh, probably also Paul Pogba in the past, uh, recently Lukaku at Chelsea. So yeah, I think there's some fair bit of concern for fans of uh, Nunes as well, given the transfer fee that he commands. Uh, okay, so having spoken about the players, now talking about Liverpool season as a whole, um, how confident are you going into this season uh, with the squad Liverpool have right now? Uh, I think earlier you sort of answered the question and you, you did say that uh, Liverpool have improved their squad. You don't think the players leaving uh, had will have as big an impact on Liverpool. So given that uh, Liverpool won the FA Cup last season, uh, they did the... Did Liverpool already win the FA Cup last season? No, they also won the League Cup. League Cup, okay. So given that they did the Domestic Cup double last season, would you expect them to go one better um, and win the title as well or win the Champions League again? So yeah, what are your... Ambitions, what do you think Liverpool can achieve this season? Hmm. To be honest, this question was asked during the fan fest, Liverpool fan fest um, last Wednesday, where they came when they came to Singapore. <laughs> um, the question they asked was um, um, who who wants Liverpool to win the Champions League this season and they raised their hand? Who wants Liverpool to win the Premier League season and raised their hand? Um, my choice was for Liverpool to win the Premier League to be honest. I, I still feel that I want to get the number 20. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, that, I mean, like, that, that's my target this season. And and, and hopefully Nunes score more, scores more goals than Erling Haaland this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hope, uh, hopefully we can see them um, battle it up and during the community shoot game. Interesting. Um... So only the Premier League or the Premier League along as well as the domestic double again? Um, I think the urge for me is the Premier League. Okay. So you, you would be happy if they just win the Premier League and nothing else? Uh, yes. Yes. But it also depends on how far how far we progress la, in other competition. Like, cannot, uh, cannot be like, win the Premier League, but then first round exit in FA Cup, first round exit in Carabao Cup, and then group state knockout, um, finish bottom or table in Champions League, then that wouldn't be so nice. Yeah. Yep. Because yep. I, I feel that, feel that um, um, Jürgen Klopp has built a squad that is capable to challenge um, of uh, yeah, uh, all four competition, as we've seen last season, uh, we went all the way uh, all four competition, and also with the with the increase of substitution, um, next season Premier League will have five subs instead of three. Um, that will allow Klopp to rest more senior players. Um, once the open inverted comma the job is done, 
So um, hopefully players are more fresh to, to go again, um, to be prepared um, for, the, for the whole season. Um, I mentioned to you previously, a few last season, Liverpool suffered a bit of burnout where they was quite underwhelming near the end of the Premier League season. Uh, even though we, we won, we, we put pressure on uh, City, but then there were a lot of close wins. Uh, the Champions League final was... Uh, I, feel that, I feel that after Real Madrid scored the goal, after Vinicius scored the goal, I, 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 did, I, I knew that we were going to lose because it's just, it just not happening for Liverpool. You see, I feel like they're too tired after a long season. I can see that. Like, they're not running anymore. They're not pressing anymore. So, so a bit of burnout. At the end of last season, so hopefully this season, um, it will be better in terms of their um, how to say, uh, stamina across the whole season, and also we also have a World Cup break for players like Salah, Robertson, and yeah, and and and, and some other first team players as well who are not going to work up. So. Yeah, hopefully this season will turn out well for, for Liverpool with a, with a mid-season, so-called mid-season break for, for one of our, a few of our key players. Um, yeah, you brought up a good point there, uh, Stephen. Um, but historically, looking at Liverpool's seasons over the past four to five, uh, starting off with, uh, let's say, let's start off with the season where 2017-2018, where they finished fourth. And then uh, it was exactly what you said, where they get knocked out early in the, one of those FA Cups as well as Carling Cups in round... In FA Cup, they got knocked out in round four. In EFL, they got knocked out in round five as well. Um, and this is a trend. It's not... I'm not here to shit on Liverpool or to make fun of Liverpool in general. I'm just saying, like, yeah, teams get tired, players get tired and throughout the season. And we noticed sometime last season that uh, when the so-called FCON Cup of Nations, sorry, yeah, this season, last season, basically, this year, when the FCON happened, uh, players like Salah, kind of, his form kind of petered down, um, not because of just the FCON, but also because of his contract issues. And uh, as an outsider, of course, and I would be happy if Liverpool proved me wrong, um, I, I'm not the first person to say it. I listened to a football a Guardian football podcast. Uh, I would highly recommend anyone to listen to it as well. There have been one pundit that says that his wild take this season is Liverpool may even finish outside the top four. And uh, But that's not what I'm going to say. I'm going to say Liverpool will still fight into the top four. I think they still have the players to do that. Um, so that's my take on where Liverpool is going to win. Please feel free to attack me, any of you. <laughs> This is an open space. <laughs> no, to be honest, I think Adrian has, hasn't asked about um, where I think Liverpool will finish. I want them to, to win the Premier League, but then a small part of me also has that doubt. Because for the first time in five years, um, Liverpool has lost that, um, that, that, that stability in terms of the, um, in, in, in the shape of Sadio Mane, you see. So we do not know whether uh, Luis Diaz can uh, purposely, uh, purposely can properly uh, fill fill in the shoes of Tadio Mane. Um, he is direct. He can dribble, but then his end product 
it's probably not as good as starting money at this moment in time. Yeah, so there's a, that, that is a question mark that, um, that, that maybe cause why, uh, maybe cause the pundits and fans to think this probably won't be Liverpool's year. They may probably be fighting to finish in the top four because just just because of just because we lost Sadio Mane. Yeah. Yeah. So in in my opinion, uh, I I definitely agree with that. Uh, that's what I was gonna say as well. I think Mane's loss is very uh big to Liverpool. Uh, I think like you mentioned last time. Uh, I feel like Mane's loss is bigger to Liverpool than Salah's loss is. Uh, I think money gives something to Liverpool that Salah can't. Um, so having said that, I don't think they will struggle to reach the top four. I just think they won't be able to win the title. I think they'll finish second again, probably with a bigger gap than it was last season. Um, um, because behind who? Behind Man City, of course. <laughs> I think I think they're just too strong. Um, yes, they have lost key attacking players as well, Gabriel Jesus and Raheem Sterling, but Man City have shown the trend to be able to sell. Uh, players in those positions and replace them and uh, you know get them up to speed fairly quickly and given that they just signed Erling Haaland whose scoring record is amazing is outstanding putting him in that Man City team with Kevin De Bruyne Bernardo Silva supplying Mares supplying him uh, I think he's going to score a lot of goals if he manages to save it so I think uh, beating Man City is still a step too far for Liverpool this season so I I feel like Man City will still retain the title, but yeah. I have a question. Uh, um, we how are we so sure that Holland will adapt to the Premier League? Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, that's a that's a fair question. Um, I, I nobody nobody questioned Holland's adaptability as much as they question Nunes. You see, I, I think because Holland has proved himself in two leagues. Whereas uh, Nunes has only been in the Portuguese league so far. It's just that um, Haaland has been in the uh, with Dortmund. He has played in the Champions League with Dortmund, who's uh, uh, arguably a better team than Benfica. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's no, uh, it's definitely Nunes has done really well as well with Benfica. But we haven't seen him adapting to a larger club. This is his big step up. But for Haaland, it's not, I don't think it's as big a step up from Dortmund to Man City as it is for Nunes. So which is probably why uh, a lot more people back Haaland to outscore Nunes this season. Wait, I, I have a theory. Uh, hear me out. I've been waiting to use this the whole episode and I think this is the perfect <laughs> opportunity. I think the only reason why everyone is saying that Haaland may do better than Nunes is because Nunes looks like Andy Carroll. <laughs> and we know what happened to Andy Carroll the last time. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so that might be the reason, of course. Uh, so again, this is a joke. <laughs> Don't come at me. Where, whereas Harlan looks like Terminator. <laughs> the way he runs. True. I mean, I mean uh, Harlan as a player is very scary. Though. He's like a machine. So mm. uh, he's very physical. So that's why I think it seems unlikely that he will fail but I guess you know you, once again you never know like stranger things have happened before it will be so funny if he if he flopped 
it, it'll be so funny if someone like Lisandro Martinez, one of the shortest centre backs in the Premier League, uh, pockets Sterling Haaland in the first Manchester derby. You're going too far ahead. You're going too far ahead. <laughs> let's, you know, let's realistically accept that we lose 3 0, and you know, Marquiles might have one average tackle against Haaland. Let's, let's play here. Can we wrap this up? Yep, sure. So, any last questions today? Uh, no, I think, I think I'm fine. Uh, okay. Thank you, I guess. Arjun, any last questions to you? Nope, none for me. Any last remarks, Stephen? Um, no. Okay, then I guess we'll wrap this episode up. Thank you, listeners, for listening in to another episode of the Football Universe podcast. Uh, it was a fun discussion discussing Liverpool this time. We'll continue with our football club series with another top six club for the next episode. Thank you.